0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles.
1: Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and
1: spins mean everything. Now, you
0: want to get mixed up in the family business?
1: Introducing The Godfather at Chapacasino.com. everybody! I'm one of your hosts, John Wascavage. And I am one half of your other
0: hosts, Matt Koplik. We are laughing just because we are, for seemingly the first time in forever, applicable uh, reference, uh, um, uh, we are in the same room recording. Hi oh, Matt! <laughs> hi John, how are you? I'm doing really well. We're also laughing because um, GarageBand, the very um, highbrow recording program that we use, uh, does this little metronome thingy b- before you hit record. And normally when Matt and I hit record, it's over Skype and we just count down, we go a three, two, one, and then we both hit it. And like our headphones And our are headphones in. are in so we can't hear it. But we just had this like weird, like jam out, like bump, 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 <laughs> leading up to us recording, um... So that's why we were we're at Giggle Fest! It's so it's a great day to be alive. It is. It's raining and gloomy and so fucking humid, but there's so many amazing things to talk about.
1: Um, yeah. Well so okay. We planned originally to record the week before the Tony Awards. I'm sorry,
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everybody. Not
1: no, there's no blame except for except your, it's my fault. Your gay stomach is. What's, no, what's it's it. like... <laughs> yeah. So John was out of town, and we we made a, a plan. We did. Um, We made a plan to record. It was in the, it was in the calendar. It was like in the calendar and everything. And the day before, John's like, "Okay, like, I, well, can we actually move it to to tomorrow? Because I'm I'm at my parents, and like things are going down. Like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then like <laughs> the that. Morning? No, it was it that night? It was that night. That night. That night. John texted me. He's like, do not hate me. I've been throwing up for like six hours straight. Everything. I threw
0: up everything I ever ate. Um, yeah, it was... It, it, I don't... I'm not one to get sick a lot. Like if there's one thing, you know, I might have a lot of issues with anxiety, certain bouts with seasonal affective disorder. Like, I, I definitely have my fair share of health problems. Absolutely. But if there's one thing that I don't do a lot, it's, it's, it's I don't get nauseous, like, uh, to the point of vomiting a lot. And I just, last week, it all just hit me. And then I was, I was like, I think I'm okay. The next day I woke up and I was not okay. And the next day I woke up and I was like, I'm okay. And the next day I woke up and I was like, I'm not okay. But then I was okay for a little bit. And then 4.30 p.m. hit. And I've never, in my adult life gotten to the point where I literally like Charlie Brown style walked over to the bed in like a slump motion. And I just fell like faced first at 4 30 PM and could not move for hours. Like oh, yeah. couldn't move for hours. I was out for the count.
1: That was me. Um, back in December. I don't know. I got something one day. Like I, I, I remember waking up and getting like myself ready to go to work and something just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I something I, just broke. Like it, it's that moment. Something just broke. Like yeah, literally. Absolutely. Oh shit. And like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, Both ends, babe. Yeah, and I was worried I, about yeah, that with this I, one. I'm sorry. Like I remember living on my bathroom floor <laughs> all day long, and like w- would brave my way back to the bed, and then like five minutes later, no, back to like yeah. for twenty four hours straight. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then the next day, I just slept all day long. But that is also how I got to watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on a full day.
0: Which I haven't started yet,
1: you because absolutely I have should.
0: I have such a long list of things I need to start. But and I had this really awful problem where I just love the shows that I love so much, and I just like I just love rewatching Arrested Development. I love rewatching Parks and Rec. I love rewatching Thirty Rock. I I just rewatched All Abroad City again because mm. it's it's I'm so sad that it's
1: coming to an end, coming
0: to an end. But I'm glad that they're closing it on a high note. Exactly. But closing it like <laughs> they put in their their four weeks notice. Mm. Um, but. Matt and I were just kind of discussing before we t- hit record that I just started two nights ago this little ditty that people have been telling me to watch for years now um, called The Good Place, and I am hooked.
1: As well you should be. I am. It is, I, I love it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we were literally just discussing this because I had mentioned to John that how happy I am that uh, Younger is back with a certain unknown Broadway talent called Suit and Fooster. Suit and Fooster, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, th- the way that I describe uh, younger, is that it's, like, artisanal cotton candy. It oh. is such fluff, but it is specifically made, like, cannot get it anywhere else kind of fluff. It is oh, real. I've heard it's
0: great. I it feel is, like I would really like yeah, it.
1: Yeah, you have to take it for what it is. Like, they, yeah. there are episodes where they try to make it about ageism, and, like, don't, don't, <laughs> and it doesn't work. They're like, oh, we're going to have a serious talk about ageism. It's like, hmm. Yeah. You're not. You're not at all. Um, But... It just oh god, it's so delicious. Yeah. All I thought like that's the best word to describe younger. It's delicious. Well, the good place though yes. is dis- like it disguises itself as cotton candy. It is a full on filet mignon. It yes, is. it's
0: brilliant. It is. Ted Danson is a comedic genius. He really
1: is. And Kristen Bell is and great. Kristen Bell is and, amazing. And you're only you're still on season one. Yes. Has anyone spoiled the first season finale? Uh, no. Okay. I, I won't-
0: And I've actually been very. The twists and turns have got me. Like yeah. I thought, I like I was like, okay, like this seems pretty cookie cutter, and not not cookie cutter in like a bad way, but I, I didn't expect to be as sh- you know as shocked. There, an episode ends and it's a cliffhanger, and you're every time you're, you're taken aback. I, I just, yeah, we uh, I, I stopped last night and another cliffhanger, and it was so late and I was so tired.
1: I, I I wanted to watch more, but I I I didn't. But I can't wait to. I love it's, it. it. It's like if Breaking Bad and Parks and Rec had a baby. Billy,
0: I to with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow color. You're the top. So, so yeah, there's that. Um, <laughs> I I feel like I guess we should talk about the big elephant in the room.
1: <laughs> what does my ass have to do with this <laughs> podcast, John? Well, because your ass was at the top. My God! Um, there was at the Tonys. Was y'all. this your
0: first time? Yeah, right? yeah. Because w- that was the
1: whole big deal. It hurt a little bit. Um, <laughs> but then it feels really good. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grabbed as much olive oil as I could, yeah. and it just went for it. So You should try coconut oil next time. Next time, or like go to the last tango in Paris, where you get some butter. Mm. Um, mm. butter. Uh, yeah. I was a guest at the Tony Awards. I want to make it very clear. I did not purchase a ticket. <laughs> not, not, and not that I look down on people who purchased tickets. I could not afford one of those tickets. Those things were like a thousand dollars. No, yeah, which is really? why, like, which is why, like, whenever like you, you would think that if you weren't, say, like a member of you know, the producing team or creative, right. or whatever, like any muggles that came into the Tonys were going to seem like muggles. Everyone is in a tux or a suit or mm-hmm. a gorgeous gown because those people can afford it. Oh, those tickets were four digits. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, no, thank you. So I did not purchase tickets simply because bitch has rent to pay. Yeah, that's a hamilton of money. <laughs> did you just come up with that? I did, and I'm <laughs> I'm regretful, but I'm proud, which is that's so me. much of my life. I was gonna say every time I go. out, Honestly, that was me the night of your birthday. Afterwards, <laughs> I was regretful, but so proud. Which we should we should talk on that. But for we should second. talk about that. John had a birthday. Gay was so extravaganza! Much
0: fun! I um, love being born.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I i did not intend to be out as late as I was that night. I was I stayed out later yeah. for your birthday than I did at the Tonys, and I went to the after party at, uh, for the Tonys at the Plaza.
0: We we stayed out pretty late. I mean, but the thing is, too, is like it, it, we stayed out late in only the way that you and I would stay out late. We missed. One of my best friends' drag show. She hosts. Uh, she co-hosts
1: Broadway Mondays at Hardware Bar. Suddenly Seymour. I was able to be there for the last thirty minutes.
0: All right. Well, and,
1: uh, well because and you would not have gotten know, there when you did if I didn't text you. So I left. I yes. Okay. Okay. Well, sorry, guys. We're all over the place. It's like it's like memento. Or it, is. it is. It right is like memento. Um, John had a birthday, and. The way that my celebration with him started was he did a an escape the room. Yeah, we did
0: an escape the room in a theater. It was in set a the- in a
1: theater. It was very meta. It the was theater super meta. was with puppets. It was <laughs> oh my god. It was very scary. It was
0: puppets. They were like kind of doing Les Mis. Like it really was almost too much on brand for me.
1: Absolutely. Well, so the best part was um, you had a friend. So we're sitting there. for uh, I had never done escape the room before, so I was oh, already very nervous. So much fun. It was a lot of fun, and we and we we won. By the way, yes, we
0: dominated. They thought they thought we were going to break the record. Yeah, the we room. were like.
1: Three or four minutes away from yeah. breaking the record. It was really good. But um we're sitting there, like, and there are puppets hanging all over the place. And one of the employees always, I guess, has to sort of explain to you how things go. And the way he introduced the room was like, and the puppets have a message. And one of John's friends let out from his gut.
0: Nope. Who was it? I
1: don't even remember. I don't don't know. Oh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Jeremiah. (laughs) Jeremiah. And as they were like (laughs) explaining how you had to get out of the room and the puppets were going to like speak to you from beyond. I was like,
0: it was getting creepy. I was like,
1: this is the plot of Saw right now. We were in the plot of Saw. It was terrifying. But we did win. We did win. But so we then moved on from there to a bar, which what was the name of it again? Uh, Tenor Smiths. Okay, very very lovely bar. Yes, in Midtown, and I every time I passed by it, I didn't know that that was the name because oh, you have set- never been before. Well, I passed by it, and it says bar outside, so I just it thought is, I just yeah. thought it was bar. No, <laughs> I thought it was set like a- that. Does
0: seem like a very much like Hell's Kitchen ish name of a bar? Yeah, bar,
1: bar, like like, like Bacon
0: Bar. Like what the fuck do you think happens at Bacon Bar? They pancakes. it's a bar that has bacon, like that. There's your answer, kids. So,
1: oh, well, it's like what happens at the International House of Pancakes, Burgers. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you know about that, right? Or it happens at industry. Wait, Shame. You, wait, you know that about right? What? IHOP and I No. Oh, so that joke just did not land for you. Uh, International House of Pancakes changed their name to International House of Burgers. What? Yeah. What? What? Like the other day, and now everyone's like, "Um, excuse you, that's not no, no, no." So Burger King right now is Pancake King because like to because they're trolling. I hop. So, okay, so John. It takes a lot to like really befuddle me.
0: (laughs) And this has really befuddled me.
1: Anywho, anywho, okay. So we get there, yes. And uh, Suddenly Seymour's show is at 10 at this gay bar called Hardware. And I've gone a couple of times before I really even knew John and like always loved it. Um, And we were, the the plan was to go to Tanner Smith's and then to Suddenly Seymour. And it gets to be like 10 o'clock and no one's budging. And. Then it gets to be about 10, 20, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go, and I went with my boyfriend, Adam, and we we got there thinking, like, okay, like, John and everyone will show up later. gets to be at 11 o'clock, and Sutton makes this announcement, like, I think we have a special guest in the house. Oh, no! So, <laughs> I haven't heard this part of the story fully yet. And you had another friend who was there as well. I forget who it was, um, but he was there with his boyfriend, and he Sutton starts looking around, like, is, is the birthday boy here? Is John here? And your friend wouldn't say anything. So I was like, oh, he's not here yet. And Sutton just goes, that cunt. And I text John and goes, Sutton just called you a cunt on stage in front of 150 people. And John's like, oh my God, run away, run away. So John was able to show up like the minute after it ended. The minute it ended. Yeah, the minute it ended. It was.
0: Um, In my defense, in my
1: defense, go for it.
0: I love Sutton so much. I'm going to call you out, but this is like the first time you probably ever started a show on time. So there's that. So, does son listen to this? Probably. I don't know. If you don't, you should. Oh my uh-huh. god! Because now you're being dragged through the. Mu- no, you're not being dragged Green through the mud. I, I love her Page. so much. Oh, but she's that, so good. That, and also, they normally the show normally can sometimes go until midnight, and so I definitely showed up before midnight. Yes. And in my also defense, it, people just kept showing up at this restaurant bar, and so every time I was trying to like gather friends to leave. Um people kept showing up and that is not me just saying you, you know making an excuse to sound like oh i'm so popular everyone just kept showing up but i'm so popular and everyone just kept showing up la, la, la.
1: So yeah, John gets there and with a couple other people and we were there for like better part of two hours, I want to say from like almost we were there for a
0: while. Yeah, up until like two in the morning. And with I, with one of my dear friends who Matt met for the first time, uh, I don't know if she listened to this. Hi, Deborah. If you do listen to Deborah. it, Deborah. Uh, her name is Deborah Craig. She is the original Marcy Parks and Spelling Bee. She is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. She's, and a, she's a trip. She is. She is a trip. She and so is. Matt Matt got to experience her, and we just like sat around Hardware Bar because they were still playing musical music videos, yeah. whether the Tonys or. TV show performances or bootlegs. Mm-hmm. And so we were just watching these music videos of chess with the most teased out hair. Or, or
1: remember when they did, the, they did um, all, all I Ask of you, you on a beach? All I Ask You on
0: a green screen beach. It was so weird. Sarah Brightman in front of a green screen in a weird... Flowy like beach dress, singing "All I Ask of You." It's so weird. I do imagine that's what the
1: real good place looks like. Probably. <laughs> oh my god. But, but so yeah, I I got to meet her. I didn't, and John didn't tell me who she was, and I because I didn't. She, no one said her full name to me. Just this is Deborah. Yeah. Um, and she's a trip. She and I bonded. <laughs> she she and I bonded over Sally Murphy, which uh-huh. like I thought no one would ever. She do was that offended me.
0: that you didn't think that well, she would know who Sally Murphy was she because really most
1: was. people don't. <laughs> Um.
0: The thing about Deborah is that when you think you're a theater bunny and you're kind of embarrassed about it, she will throw out something and you just yeah. you realize, oh, you are my kind of people. Yeah. Well, She's a theater bunny. Because we, well. we ended
1: up talking about Carousel, which is like, if you ever want me to just like steamroll you in a conversation, <laughs> and mention Carousel. And, true. and we did, and we talked about it, and I brought up Sally Murphy and why performance worked and I was like so you know this actress Sally Murphy and she shouts at me sounded- you don't think I know who Sally <laughs> Murphy is at yeah and then we're and we ended up being outside the bar for a while and there was that yeah, for right, a long while for oh my a god long, well, it was supposed to be like a five minute goodbye an hour later we're still an later. there and then after John left Deborah, uh Adam and then your other friend the one who's in Sweeney Matt yes Matt but the four of us were like walking up Ninth, and then hi st- Matt. I think he listens
0: to this. Hi, you Matt, do, you. hi
1: Matt. Um, he, the four of us stood on the corner of like, fiftieth and Ninth for another forty five minutes, and Debra started this thing that I love now. where, are like, if people accost you on the street to like ask you know for money or like this this girl came up to, to us girl. yeah a girl. came up to us being like oh i'm so uh nervous these these tourists are in there getting scammed and deborah was just like not today not today <laughs> she but just then, kept saying, not today not today." and i started using that because i like came up with this random backstory for us that so she could stop bothering us yeah
0: matt did come up with a very quick elaborate lie it, it was it was very interesting it was um we, i said we were from ohio and oh yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah yeah it was great um, but then john texts me as he leaves and goes by the way Debra's the original Marcy Clark from Spelling Bee and I text back like how dare you I can't talk to her now she that's impar- that's important to me so I like didn't know how to act she's she's wonderful she
0: she's is wonderful, wonderful I was I was very pleased that you I got to her She can also watch her, her on multiple TV shows she was on the blacklist for a while she was um, she's a talented um bitch. yeah she's super talented So
1: but... we just naturally transitioned together We don't need a No um are we Let's talk about the Tonys for a quick second. Yes. Both my experience and your experience yes. from, you know, home. Um, <laughs> I'm doing that thing a little shoulder shimmy. He home. is,
0: because he's so bougie, because he went so to the fucking Tony And then got to
1: go to the after party and had finger food. I waited online for lobster rolls with Tony Kushner, and oh. I wanted to say something, but I couldn't.
0: I, I wouldn't know what to say.
1: No, uh-uh, uh-uh. Um, what were some of your highlights watching them, John? Because I had some from the audience. Um, I,
0: uh, I, I... I mean, it's no surprise if you have ever read anything I've ever posted on social media that or I'm listen to or listened to this, once. this podcast once or n- merely a nanosecond, you've only listened to it, that I'm a huge Katrina Lenk fan. And so her performance was tops for me. Um, she, out of all, I don't, like, no Tino She no Pink Lemonade. For the most part,
1: I kind of felt like a lot of people were really nervous performing on the Tonys this year. Did you feel that? You know what it actually more felt like? It more felt rushed than anything. Yeah, th- there um, was there was something kind of off. I think it... Um, no Tea, No Shade, No Pink Lemonade. I was very disappointed with a lot of the choices and presentations of the performances. Yeah. I could understand a lot of the performers being nervous. You know, it's national TV and whatnot. But at the same time, it was so clear... Only really band's visit and kind of once on this island made it a point to like show the show that they had in like yeah. the settings that they could to make their actors comfortable. Well, and they were, those were my two favorite performances. Yes, the they name. absolutely worked the best. Yeah. Um, I having seen My Fair Lady like the night before the Tony Awards, I was very taken with it. I thought it was love I mean, she sounded amazing. She and she is absolutely lovely in the she show. She sounds amazing. She does. Yeah. Um, I pers- I am of the mind frame that. Uh, medleys don't work. I do not like medleys. Yeah. I think they always come off rushed and I don't think you ever truly show off your show well enough. I would have been super happy if they had done a 30 second Rain in Spain leading into all of I Could Have Danced All Night. I yeah. thought that would have been perfection. I think so too. Um, and it would have again like considering how sped up the tempo was and the mm-hmm. cut she did fine but she really would have like Katrina Lank did if yeah. she was able to sort of breathe in the whole number yeah a lot like Mean Girls I thought their number was very underwhelming when I saw it in the theater but yeah Katrina Lank definitely the best performance of the night for me and it's because they like just did they, they Ring of Keys did they did a slice yeah, of the exactly. show and just let it breathe
0: exactly Um, I, I, I loved uh, Lindsay Mendez's speech she I'm, gave a great and speech I, and, I, and I loved her I, I, I'm we. I think we called for the most part like a good amount of the winners didn't we
1: we didn't do a lot of predictions because we we uh, our last podcast. My no mind, uh, I did. <laughs> our last episode was two weeks before the Tony, so I think. Yeah, we, didn't we talk a lot about a little bit? Them? Yeah, we talked about well, like the main stuff we expected to win. Mm. I there were a couple of surprises for me. None of the surprises were bad ones, though. Yes, I did not expect Tony Shalhoub or Ariel Satchel to win. Yeah, um, I'm thrilled that they did. Same. Uh, I can honestly say that Best Actor in a Musical, having seen all four. Almost, I would have been thrilled with either Tony, Ethan Slater, or uh, Henry Hayden Patton, who did a lovely job as Henry Higgins. But yeah. I'm also so happy. I will James interject super won. quickly. Go for it. You know,
0: because a lot of people, if you can believe it, on social media have been saying that they don't believe that Tony Shalou should have won um, because, you know, he doesn't really sing a lot in the show and he's kind of an understud- understated leading man. Um, but I have a couple of friends who... When Tony was away filming, I think the second season of Marvelous, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Maisel, Mrs. Maisel, Maisel? Mrs. Maisel, Um, who saw Ben's visit again and saw the, the man who took over. And they all unanimously said the same thing that you really don't realize the breadth and the depth of the work that Tony Shalhoub brings to that show until he is not there. It's one of those things of he is so completely understated and simple in the most complex of ways that I can see a lot of people being quote-unquote underwhelmed by his performance. Me, I was not one of them. I was very much tapped into the, the, the idea of this man is doing work on a higher level yeah that 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 like I can't comprehend
1: i I, I would like to take this moment to do a little Psa uh on behalf of Tony Schlub and everyone from the band's visit which I adored as, I did did as you. well yes if you can't see the work they're doing it correctly mm-hmm. um people like I you know people who, uh defended ethan slater over tony Schloop and i do not like apples right. and oranges apples ethan, and oranges i will say exactly my love of ethan slater's performance is because i felt he still gave a very natural performance despite all the obstacles physically that he had to do yeah but people going ethan slater hung upside down while singing and ethan slater you know bent over backwards for shows like that's not what makes a best performance right it's wonderful it's what makes most performance but that's the same thing that people had a problem with with Leonardo DiCaprio winning for The Revenant was yeah. like like him eating raw salmon is not best acting it's him eating raw salmon yeah. um so this is not meant to be to your shade to Ethan Slater who again as i no, said right. wonderful and w- would have been happy to have him win too Tony Shalou winning was because it was such a wonderful performance so integral to that show mm-hmm. and you couldn't see the mechanics of it—it mm-hmm. it just felt organic.
0: Yeah, it did. It completely did, no. and it was, it was beautiful. Um, yeah, I, and I was so I was so happy for Ariel uh, Stachel as well.
1: Stachel, I call him Stachel. I'm sorry. Stachel, I don't know. He, I, no. I actually met him, and I made it a point to not say his full name to his face. Oh yeah, no, I um, wouldn't. have. I would have been like, Hi. I was like, congrats, you. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> would have been like, you man, you big house of a man.
1: Yes. A living. Yeah, like. What was Uh, it that you wrote when he won? You were like, the only thing...
0: Oh, I mean, that was one of the most tame things that I I wrote that night. But it was the only thing sexier than Ariel Stachel Stachel, is Ariel Stachel with a well-deserved Tony, which I stand by because he is just... Oh. Oh, I mean, I remember seeing the band's visit and just being like, oh my... Goodness, I need to my, when he jump into that sand dune. No, that was weird. I don't know. You, sure, that's that thingy.
1: We're all exhausted. I just love it when he goes, "My funny val," I know. Oh my God. God. was wet. Um, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. The o- there were like there are two wins that I was underwhelmed by, but I also expected them to happen. And Is it think- Andrew
0: Garfield?
1: No, I, I'm i happy with him winning.
0: I am as well. Um, some people some people have like sought me out to say, are you frustrated by it? And I just saw Angels in America last week. A week ago, I did a, a mm, marathon day of it. Yes, I do know that. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I truly, although I was watching the show and there were moments where I had the thought, I wish this were a gay man playing this role. I think he truly did an amazing performance.
1: Yeah, no, I... Andrew I don't Andrew Garfield did great. Um we I think we talked about it before. Like yes, we did. Yeah, it's it is one of and I'm it's one of those roles yeah. where having an actual gay man play it, there's, there's something added to it that yeah, that really works. And yeah. it's not all gay roles, it's specifically prior. Yeah. Um and I think it's because prior was written for and tailored to Steven Spinella back mm-hmm. in the day. So it's just that's who he is. It's in his exactly. DNA. Um but no Andrew Garfield was great, I had no problem with him winning. Uh, What were the wins then? There there were the carousel wins. Uh, Ah. I'm happy Lindsay Mendez won only because I thought she gave a lovely speech and I think she is so talented. Yeah. But I've seen her give better performances with worse material. Yes. Um, I personally felt she was just very misdirected. So I'm not like... Bummed she won. I knew she. Right. Was, I knew she was gonna win. I'm thrilled that this elevates her profile because, Same. Uh, like, let's give that bitch some yes. bigger, better roles. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm gonna interject yeah. one Go more time
0: it. just because this is a story that I think is worth sharing in reference to her. A friend of mine, a couple of years ago, like not even that long ago, it was within the last two years, was sitting at um, Blockheads. And Lindsay Mendez was the also one on, there. The one on 50th? Probably. Most likely. Lindsay Mendez was also there supposedly sitting with her agent and her agent, my friend, overheard the conversation they were having. And the agent was literally saying words on the realm of Broadway just doesn't know what to do with you. And it, it just doesn't. They, they don't. They, and so it's, it's a hairy place for you to be. And, you know within those next 2 years. She won a Tony. Yeah. So once again just proving none of this has any rhyme or reason at
1: all. No, Which just it's also it's, very random. And yeah. remember, she like I remember I remember when it was announced she was taking over for, for Betsy Wolf cuz yes. she wasn't even the original choice for Carrie. She right. replaced Betsy Wolf, and I was so thrilled at the prospect of that. And I still am. I would to be perfectly honest, I would just love to direct Lindsay mendez how i see she, yeah. her playing carrie i think that there's an even greater carrie within her yeah. than what jack o'brien got out of her i think that she's so like if you saw a significant other bitch is an actress with a capital a well, wasn't it knows, it was Bart. it was bartlett sure no it was jack o'brien bartlett sure did my fair lady jesus christ john no. don't do drugs <laughs> Bartlett, I'll say Barlet chair would have given a more uh Jack subdued yes, I'm sorry carry why did, from her. Why did
0: I ever even try to correct you? Why would you even <laughs> Why would try?
1: I even start that? I'm not the brains of this. What am I thinking? You've got brains. It's just no, fried. It's just so fried. fried. You puked them all out the oh, I ago. Did. That's all. Um yeah, no. I'm I love her. I saw her in significant other. I saw her in oh, what else I see her in? Not 35mm, but I did I do love her. Dogfight. Yeah, Dogfight. She was great in Dogfight. Never um, never she's she's in a that. great actress. She's a great singing actress. She's mm-hmm. one of the best we got right now. She is. I'm just... I'll put it this way. I'm grateful when she eventually leaves Carousel with that Tony and the prominence that Tony's now given her profile. Yep. And see what Broadway does for her now. Yep. Because they need to do something for her now. Right, exactly. The <laughs> I love John Tiffany's speech to his to his boyfriend. Yeah. You know saying happy birthday. Oh,
0: oh my god, that was so awkward, wasn't you know, it? Not, not for any bad reasons. It's just it's a very sweet gesture, very oh, sweet yeah. gesture. But it just
1: it was, it, I it was delightfully awkward in my opinion. I was I know I was so. In the theater, everyone was just... When he said, it's my boyfriend's birthday, would you all sing? Everyone, like, collectively went,
0: aww. And like, that's the first time that, like, so many bet holes in the Broadway community have been so tight at the same time. They all literally just went... Pfft.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, it, I was very... I, I was very moved by it. That was one of the more moving moments of the night for me. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else. I was also very impressed with Sarah Bareilles and Josh Groban. Yeah, I thought they were—they did great. They did a really great the, job. But the one
0: well. thing I will say was that it seemed like a very, um, from watching the telecast. Have you gone back and watched it?
1: I watched some of the performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because someone emailed me the next day and said, you know, my viewing party was debating how much of Once on This Island was actually done at Radio City, because they thought maybe some of it was pre-taped. And I went back and watched it. I was like, no, that's 100% what they did in the theater. Um, ah, okay, so, cool.
0: Because I was wondering that, too. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, it was 100% in the theater. That's really cool. Uh, yeah,
1: I, wa- I re-watched the performances to make sure that, like, it came across the way it felt in the theater.
0: Yeah. If there was one thing that it did seem a little bit to me, is just that watching the award show, the audience at Radio City, seemed very... um seemed very kind of, uptight isn't the word. They just didn't seem very happy to be there or happy to support each other. I I think maybe, so I I have some other friends who in the past years had gone when James Corden had hosted and all these other things. And from what I heard from those people was that those years, people were really eager to cheer and stand up and kind of Scream and laugh and all these things because James Corden, during every commercial break, was out on stage working and um, telling jokes and revving the audience up. And if there's one thing that it felt like, it just felt like the audience was just sitting there. And I and I could see Josh Groban and Sarah Bareilles maybe not being the two people to rev
1: an audience up. They definitely were, especially um, on those breaks. They. So, yeah, being in the audience... So there's an hour before the show where we have to sit there and watch um, them do a bunch of random awards. And
0: they did not show a lot of awards that I thought they were going to.
1: Well, something that actually made me giggle was the fact that... This is Moses. I don't know how to say his name. Bands Visits librettist got his Tony Award on TV only because everyone thought it was going to be Tina Fey and they wanted, and they were, they put it on air in hopes of seeing what kind of speech she gave. And when she didn't win, he got to give his award. Um, I didn't realize that was why. Absolutely. I found that kind of interesting. It's be- she had won the drama desk uh, in the Outer Critics Circle, and most people assumed she was going to win. Yeah. Because, like, Mean Girls is a fun show. I would not say it's exceptional. I wouldn't even personally say the book is, is exceptional, but it's yeah. fine. It's, yeah. It's funny. It does its job for the most part. It's good enough that if she were to win, you wouldn't be like, Right. Like, what the is Yeah. Going it's on like, here. you'd be sort of like, Sure, whatever. And she's Tina fucking Faye. What's that? Exactly. If she she wants an award, give her the goddamn award. Give her the goddamn award, you guys. She's Tina Faye. Uh, Tina fucking Faye. So, yeah, the vibe in the room was definitely that she was going to win it. And when she didn't, that's the reason why he won. Um, I will say, yeah, they didn't rev us up either before or during uh, uh, commercial breaks. The one time they did something was they had the guy from SpongeBob do a demonstration of why sound design was important. So they did this like big uh, film montage of plays and musicals, but they turned off the sound and they had him do weird sound effects to everything. And oh, that's was, really cool! It was really cool, and like that was the one time. Be honest, I, I, was like, if you, I wonder if you could like watch that. Anywhere. I think you can. I think it's oh, I think it's I available know. somewhere because uh, that was you know everything else was um, showing old high school photos of nominees. Right. And they did, like, they would do multiple choice of which of these shows is the longest ever on Broadway. A, Cats. B, Chicago. C, Phantom. D, Memphis. And it's like... Yeah, that
0: that seems boring. Yeah, everyone
1: in the audience is like, fuck you. Like, we all know. Go away. Right, exactly. Uh, Yeah, it was like, don't demean us. Uh, I will also say it was upsetting being in the room every time uh, nominees were announced because it was so very clear that Mean Girls... SpongeBob and uh, Harry Potter had a lot of family and friends in the audience because they Mm. were the ones who cheered the most for any nominee that came on, which is fine. Support who you want. But then they would stop applauding for other people. So it would... If you... Like, oh, like if you were a little
0: bit of favoritism, exactly. Like if your, you your were, um, if you were a My called. Fair Lady nominee
1: who came right after a Mean Girls nominee, good luck to you because I did it would be notice. Like, Whoa,
0: I did notice that. I, I, I thought that the, some of the cheering was just a, a extreme, not in a bad way, but I, I did notice that. I, I thought, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of was surprised at some of the people who won after the amount of applause that after people would yeah. get because sometimes that's indicative, you know. Um, yeah, interesting. That yeah. is very interesting. Made, I'm learning so much today, you guys. Yeah. Well,
1: it's I'm I'm here to teach all the youngins and John. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Oh, I'm young. I was I was. <laughs> You're at heart. We're both young at heart. Uh, no, and, and it made me mad. And it, that also translated to the in memoriam, which made me really mad because it people used to applaud and then that kind of stopped because it came across as really crude. Yes. And then because Barbara Cook was the first person they showed, everyone applauded right. and then it just. Happened, yeah. and I hate it when people applaud and then don't applaud because it's implying that certain lives mattered more than others. I,
0: exactly, it is so weird. It's it's such a weird thing.
1: I I I purposely did not applaud until the very end because I was like, I'm not going to. Oh, I, and, or I'm actually I I know. Sorry, I take that back. I purposefully applauded if I heard applause stop for somebody because I was like you do not get silence whenever when someone else yeah. got six thousand hands like that yeah, no well, that's so and it was outside. like a producer or a writer mm-hmm. or like an actress who dedicated like Jan Maxwell is of course the most famous person to have had this happen this past year but there were other people on that, on that screen who were actors who didn't become famous right but dedicated their whole lives to Broadway yeah like that, that so was pivotal
0: to, to, to this craft um Speaking of emotional things, um, I was—I ex- completely forgot to mention this, but I probably my favorite part of the night was the the seasons of love with the, the Parkland students. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, just talk about like being completely uh, caught off guard in 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 a, in a great way and in a super emotional. Um, Yes, slightly politically pooled, but I think that we, as the Broadway community, have to stand up for what we believe in. Um, and I, I think giving those kids a platform and giving them that that kind of gift—I mean, these poor kids have had to go, go through literal hell—and even even just the fact of the, those kids getting a, a moment of just sheer awesomeness in their in their life—and the, that. Fucking soloist. Yeah. Throwing my <laughs> shoes at the TV. I, I was, I, I, you know, you, you were listening, I was listening and I was, I, I thought, oh, they're, they're very good. These yeah. kids have really rehearsed. This is really impressive. You know, I, I like this. And then she started singing and I was like, oh, she's great. Yeah. Oh, she's great. And I was Oh, some chest voice in the high C? Oh my, like, I
1: just, I... Uh, it's, it's really, not to be uh, shallow, but it is really nice when you support a performance that emotionally means a lot, but then also, technically it speaking, technically It's really, really good. amazing. Yeah, no, completely. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody, I and way. I think Radio City, as soon as the... So there was two moments of like a sigh of relief you could hear in the theater. One was yeah. when Matthew Morrison was introducing them. He did it in such a weird way and worded he worded it so did. weirdly that for a second you thought that like, they asked if they could come to Radio City and he said no. Yeah. I, you, like, that's how he was wording it for a second. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It was like I, that I, James Franco I, I, Golden Globes moment. I didn't moment. know
0: what was going on. I, I, and then he, the way that he, talked about himself that he kind of did that like weird glee plug i i I was very
1: uncomfortable it was like do you remember at the golden globes when james franco won and like brought tommy waso up with him and then when tommy waso went to speak he went nope (gasps) no see i didn't see that i didn't watch the golden it was i mean to be fair you don't want tommy waso by a mic but then just don't bring him up right but right yeah so it felt like it was going to be that and then he's like so we asked them to perform everyone okay okay Uh and then they started to sing and everybody's side again. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, they're good. Yeah. Um, and then when she hit that note, I shit you not, there were only two moments where everyone in Radio City collectively stood up at the exact same time. One was when Cheetah Rivera got her Lifetime Achievement Award. everyone should. Mm-hmm. Like even Angel Lloyd Webber, it was kind of, yeah. everyone eventually did, yeah. but it was piecemeal. Uh, when Cheetah came on stage, everyone collectively stood up. And when she hit that high note, everyone collectively went, whoop, like oh, stood up God. for her. Um, and for all of them, they were great. Yes, was, they, was,
0: they were all wonderful. It was a lovely moment. It, it, it was a very yeah. lovely moment. And I was really proud to be a part of this community in that moment. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was also very proud that Ariel Satchel wore sneakers with his tux because I also wore sneakers <laughs> and got a lot of shit about it from my sister. Um well, Who, like, I saw the next day. She's like, oh, so you just chose not to wear shoes to the Tony Awards. I'm like, bitch. Oh, no, t- it's called fashion. It's fashion. They were Barkley <laughs> and they matched my bow tie. Angle Dogline. Nah. Um Yeah, no, I I <laughs> I also I think I I haven't watched her win yet. I would like to see if you can hear me shout from the very distance a little like, oh, when Lori Metcalf won. Because I did want her to win, but I was so certain it wasn't gonna happen. So yeah, when it... she did, I very loudly went, Oh.
0: I think a lot of people were surprised and not in a bad way i just think a lot of people just thought oh you know she she had she's she's had her shining moment so recently that maybe but no we're 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 on a Lori metcalf high and i don't think we're ever going down now
1: and to be fair if you see three tall women like she is exceptional oh yes um, she
0: is she is a brilliant actress yes, there's I, no denying yeah
1: yeah yeah um, I was very thrilled she won. And I also love that Glenda Jackson mispronounced Joe Mantello's name. I know. She called, she called him John Mantello or I Josh know. Mantello.
0: I was so happy. That, I was so happy that she won as well. Just look, seeing someone up on that stage who looked so much like me was just. It felt great to be represented. Yeah, it's just an honor to not be nominated. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, so many things. What
1: are there other things we should cover about the Tonys? I mean, it's. Um. I'm trying to think Like I don't know What people were saying Online for the most part I saw I saw a couple of your things During I, Like I would go during Commercial breaks on my phone To see what people Had said My phone also blew up When Robert De Niro Came up. Oh because yeah I guess people he, wanted to know What happened Yeah because I guess They believed the, Com- the whole thing Yeah um, cause, So I had like Nine different texts Because most people knew That I was there Yeah um, I had posted a photo And everything So a couple different people Texted me And Sorry Excuse me I just burped <laughs> I Stupid. didn't I
0: didn't think I was gonna, but I did. Oh, Sorry everybody.
1: You broke my mom and keep talking about De Niro. Uh, De Niro, but yeah, so basically Robert De Niro said fuck Trump twice. Twice. Um the first time it came it was such a surprise that everyone kind of just was like yeah. and then he's like, I'll say it one more time. Fuck Trump and then everybody cheered. Uh, but like everyone around me kinda went, I guess he's going for it. Yeah, he did. He it really was, did. Yeah. You know? And I'm proud of him. I'm I'm
0: normally not one to advocate uh, really harsh advocate 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 we got we got bfas in musical theater guys i have no idea what i'm talking about ever ever um i can tell you about turn i'm not one to support meanness (laughs) um a little mean girl but i i have you have to hand it to the tonys for having some balls and and saying yeah they bleeped it out but This is the award show, not the Oscars, not the Golden Globes, nothing else. We're finally someone just stopped beating around the bush and just said it. Just said it. You know. It's no matter there's on some level you have to hand it to him for that. Was it politically charged in a moment that probably didn't need to be politically charged?
1: Maybe. But it happened. Yeah. And Um, and if you needed a nice like calming down. You had 9,000 minutes of Bruce Springsteen's dream journal. Oh, my God. I am confused
0: a lot in life. Like, that's just a thing that happens. I There's nary a moment in my day that I'm not utterly confused by everything that is happening around me. It truly is a sheer miracle that I live day to day. I don't know if I've ever been so confused as I was during that Bruce Springsteen, cool monologues for tweens monologue that he was just reporting like that was just that was just slowly trickling out of his mouth. I I was so confused.
1: I felt like I was twelve again, re- looking at a Playboy because I was thinking to myself. I feel like I'm supposed to like this, but I, I don't, don't like this. I just don't like this. This is confusing to me. Yeah. Um, that entire audience, I mean, it was a, like everyone was so quiet because we were all just waiting for it to happen. you are like, when's the song going to start? Yeah. And then he, like it was, I don't know how long the actual performance was. It felt like 10 hours. Yeah, no, It literally Angels in America
0: felt about half of that, speed, yeah. that monologue.
1: And I, I felt like 90% of it was a monologue and then he sang others and then called it a day. And it's like, Oh no! It felt like he shot on my face in that way, and yes. then, and and said it was a facial, and called it a facial. Yeah, it was. It was
0: so. It was so perplexing in so many different ways. Um, yeah. But all that being <laughs> said, gives us fuel for the fodder to make fun of it. So
1: exactly, like I'm, I, I'm a catty bitch as much as the next yeah. person. The people behind me were extra caddy but uh <laughs> i i won't say their names on air because one of them is a person but uh, i told john beforehand a person in the who's prominent in the theater community sat behind me the Tonys and had a lot of opinions Op- yeah a lot of opinions yes uh like they were they
0: were quite interesting yes, to hear about
1: uh regina george could have taken a lesson from this person mm. uh yeah, and then when I, like, yeah. turned around... Because they said one thing that was, like, very actually true, and I turned around to like, acknowledge, like, that's a true statement. They literally looked at me and go, can we help you? That, like, the level of cuntiness yeah. involved in that
0: is I extremely wanted, high. I
1: really, really wanted to be shallow again and be like, I'm sitting in the orchestra with you. Yeah. Clearly, I'm not... That much of a muggle. Right. For Come all up. you know, I'm Cameron McIntosh's butt boy. Exactly. I For been. all you know,
0: we're all Cameron McIntosh's butt boy. He could afford it. <laughs> he truly can. Yes. Um <clears throat> On that note. Um
1: On that note, let's talk more about My Fair Lady. Yeah. I, uh... You just saw it right before the Tonys. Oh, so the I night was, before. I did. I was actually 100% joking. I was trying to think of, like, what's the opposite of Cameron McIntosh's butt boy, My Fair Lady? Um I did see it the night before. I'll, I mean... It was super lovely. The best thing about it is uh, my friend Kayla works at the merch stand. I didn't know that. So she got me a heavy discount and I got a Lincoln Center Rogers and Hammerstein umbrella for 20 bucks. Oh, that's really cool. Yep. My mom looked at it. And she goes, don't use that just anywhere because it is like, it's so like Lincoln Center has done King and I Carousel in South Pacific. So it's, it's all three of their posters sliced up and like all over the... The umbrella. So it's a very colorful umbrella with like the show names all around it. So it's like, it's a garish umbrella that I adore. And she I'll looked at it and she goes, it. just don't use that. Anyway, I mean, I can go grab it. It's here. Uh, afterwards. Afterwards. know well, well, uh, well, that
0: as soon as this yeah. podcast is over that I'm looking at a gay ass umbrella. It so. is V-gay. V-gay.
1: Um, it's Kelly Kelly Audra. And I just, oh, I. Dreams. I mean, yeah. But I, that was the highlight of the evening for me and it was a, yeah it's a lovely production I'm thrilled once on this island one, but it, uh, I, am as well. I would have voted for either one honestly they both were so beautiful and Lauren Ambrose I want to say to all the haters out there that were like where's Laura Benanti where's hmm. Betsy Wolf? where's Philip Sue I was like they all could have done a lovely job. Lauren Ambrose did just as lovely a job, and I am thrilled for her. Yeah, I hope we get some more musicals with her because she is That's good me too. Yeah, she, she is
0: good. I really enjoyed her Tony performance. Yeah, um,
1: I will say I don't. I listened to her as like I don't hear Fanny Bryce anywhere in there in that voice, unless like, I know. unless she was hiding it a hundred percent from what she did for for her Funny Girl auditions. But like, she doesn't. She belts very rarely in My Fair Lady. Even Henry Higgins, like. It's only half the time is she really using her chest voice? Yeah. So I w- I was I was watching it every now and then going I really want to know what she was gonna what she was gonna sound like on that score because I can't hear it.
0: Yeah, I just from hearing I could have danced all night. I obviously cannot hear any bit of Danny but Fanny. doesn't mean she can't do it.
1: Um, we'll never know,
0: honestly. I mean, if who would have thought that out of all the things that Lindsay Mendez has. Given us over the last years that a legit soprano role is what she won her Tony for,
1: right? You know, after like Alphaba, Alphaba, El-
0: after Dick Fee.
1: yeah, honestly. Um, Broadway community full of surprises, full of it, full of it. Um, so full of it, and Tony Shalhoub winning a Tony for an actor in a musical in a role that doesn't sing, yeah, which I'm uh, which is I think
0: the first is- time that's happened. I, I think know. so.
1: But- a, I think it's not the first time that's that's a nomination's happened, I think it's the first time someone's won.
0: Well, did, um... You're gonna hate me. You are literally going to hate me for this because I'm so down when it comes to history. Uh, Rex Harrison, the original... In
1: For Fair Lady? Yes. Did he not win? No, he did. But, like, he but had... he doesn't sing. But he had songs. Yes, but he doesn't sing. He had... Okay, if we're gonna get technical, you could... If you listen to him in his songs, there are moments where he has, like, a musical moment. So, we're talking technically speaking. Like, Tony Shalhoub didn't have a song in bands No, Like, yes Rex sir. Harrison had... Songs. Songs, yes. Um, I mean, again, it was it was mostly speaking songs, but it's the same thing with Robert Preston in Music Man. It would be, like, mm. 80% talk, 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 and then a little bit of song. Yeah. And I would, I would probably say that's how Rex Harrison did most of his stuff. It would be talk, 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 sing, 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 talk, 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 little note right here. Gotcha. Um, which is, like, fine. I'd rather someone know what their limitations are than try... To you know, go beyond their means. Yeah, I get that. Um, like when a deep alto tries to do a vita, and it's like, girl, huh? no. Like we have the same vocal range. Don't you try to sing thing as Harris?
0: Um, 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 um. I forgot.
1: Yeah, it's been a it's been a long day, guys. It has and, been a long day already. And this is the first time we've been in the same room. It's exhausting. Yeah, I will. I want to say. John, when John and I were planning this recording session, he texted me this morning, and he goes, so where are we going to record? And I shake you not. It's been so long since I've seen this fucker like in the flesh, um, his birthday aside, yeah. that for five minutes, I was like, I thought to myself, what does he mean by that? I went, oh, of course. We're in the same city now. We are going to be in the same room. I'm, I've been so used to just recording into my microphone via Skype. Oh, my God. You know, I, I kind of enjoy being
0: Brigadoon and only showing up once every <laughs> hundred or so years. Uh, just because it just keeps people really guessing. Uh, even last night, I was at an event, and the, these people were just... It, it's really quite wonderful if everyone's first response when they see you is they just go, You're back? With with a bit of shock in their face. And then you, I go... You're still alive? Yeah, Basically... You're still alive? It's, it's, that's, that's most of what I get in life. Um, it ain't too shabby. Yeah, no, it's not too shabby. At least people are impressed that I keep, keep, survive- I keep opening the eyes every morn.
1: You know? He falls out of bed, and that makes sure everything still works. I do. Um, oh, something that Cheetah said in her speech, I don't know if they showed it on air. She's like, all the women in the room, wake up every morning, cross your right leg over your left leg, then cross your left leg over your right leg. If everything still goes smoothly, you're okay. Oh, then I'm not She's okay. Like, she was like, you still have time left. I am not okay. It was... Oh, God. I, I'm I'm ready to retire already. Me too. Just, like, put me in a wheelchair and, and call me
0: Nancy. I would love to already live in one of those, like, old home for actors. Like, you know, on mm-hmm. Will and Grace, um... The, Sandra. Sandra. Yeah. What? How? Sa- the character Sandra lived in one of those old acting <laughs> homes. I mean, Eileen Brennan is one of my favorite actresses, anyways, and oh so God, that that man. role, that that character, is just one of my favorite characters in the whole TV canon. But um, <laughs> she's a great character. But yeah, I ever, I, I just, I want to live that life. I want to live a life at, a, at an actor's retirement home. But
1: I just want to be there. Now. I want to do an actor's retirement home production of Spring Awakening. Oh man. And the nurses are the adults. Oh. Matt, can you imagine like an 85 year old Venla? Yes, I can. I would love that. The 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 mama who bore me like nipple massage would be like down by her oh waist. Oh my
0: God. Oh my God. It would be such a dry production. <gasps> so dry. So dry. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah.
1: All the world that got, I don't know why that got me as much as it did. Just but because it, did. it
0: made you think about all the dry old people bits that would be jumbling around during my junk or totally fucked.
1: Yeah. Not since 2012 with follies has there been such dryness.
0: Mm, or since Come From Away.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so.
0: Come From Away was kind of an experiment in seeing if, if, um, if, the, How world, over if 50. the world will watch people over 50 <laughs> dance like they're in Spring Awakening or move like they're in a modern rock musical very interesting apparently experiment.
1: they're still apparently they like it yeah um do you have anything on the docket for your next theater viewing um i
0: want to see i want to see spongebob i want yeah. to see spongebob next that's kind of kind of the thing that i care about most right now i really would like to see carousel but i've kind of heard so many mixed things about it from who <laughs> no one. Oh my um but I've also, the last couple of things I've seen have been, um, like, Angels in America, all these kind of big epic things. I kind of just, I want some fun musical fluff. Yeah. Um, SpongeBob is totally worth it. Yeah. I'm, I'm really sad. I I could have had a ticket next week to see Joshua Harmon's next, or new play, which I've heard is amazing. With, a, with Idina
1: Menzel? Yes. And
0: I've heard that she's amazing in it. People, people really have been loving her. And fun fact about me, I met Josh Harmon last night um, at a Roundabout event, and I was super nervous because he is one of my favorite playwrights, and I, I, you know, in my mind, watching his shows, I think, gosh, he and I just have, he shares the same brain. You know, not, not to say that I'm as smart as him, because I'm not, but we just have very, like, the things that he apparently finds funny, I definitely find funny. And so we started talking, and he was he it was like making a half joke and I, I was I just thought this is my chance this is my chance to joke with Josh Harmon and to let him know that I am the same, and I stuttered in delivering the joke and I, we all just ignored it and I just it was so shameful. But then later he was talking about the Bachelorette and I successfully nailed a joke about the Bachelorette and that was just a really important moment in my life. Bravo! Yeah, Bravo. so that's a little humble brag right there. <laughs> I, I was able to rally and uh, collect myself after making a fool of myself in front of Josh Harmon. Uh, but I really want to see th- those. Those are kind of the two things I really want to see. And so part of me thinks maybe I'll, I will see the Josh Harmon play. I, I could get a ticket to it this week if I wanted to. But I can' i just want to see some, like. I loved doing A New Brain. Doing A New Brain was one of the best experiences of my theater life. I've I've just been crying so much for the last couple months that I
1: just want to... I want to see some fluff. I want to see a sponge. So you don't want to see three tall women? And you don't want to see about ageism and sexism? I do.
0: I do. I just... not Maybe not right now. I just... I I don't get... I'm I'm already... I'm already like I I have such limited time in this city all the times.
1: It's true. So it's true. catching John is like catching a like a, a firefighter. Like, I got it.
0: Yeah, it's He's true. Here. He's in my hand. Yeah. Or like a really um aggressively homosexual Pokemon. Or I guess like it's all Pokemon. called Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All Because 'Cause they're all poking a mon. Exactly. Mm. Jigglypuff.
0: You know. <laughs> she's a queer. Oh my god, she is she's she, she she is LGBTQ. She she is. She honestly should be on Pose, which I just started watching and I liked that as really? well. Have you started watching it? I have it? not. You, I've only watched the first episode. You are very good about watching the Ryan Murphy stuff. I am not. It Sometimes. I'm very good about starting watching the Ryan Murphy stuff. I'm never good about... I don't know if I've ever finished do you not finish, finish Versace? I, I finished Versace. That's okay. the first one I think I've ever finished, actually. I've never finished Glee. I never finished Scream Queens. I never finished... Um... Scream Queens. Yeah, actually, I, I I can probably firmly say that uh, the, the Assassination of Gianni Versace was the, the first one that I finished. But I feel like I would finish Pose. I really enjoy Pose. I hear it's very good. Um, so the, I would, I'm interested. But the, the actresses that they have, um, the, these trans actresses are, I would say, some of the best that we've had on TV so far. Really, you know, I, I've always thought that Laverne Cox is was, was very talented um, in a lot of different ways. But um,
1: but these women wipe the floor the, with yeah, her. These
0: women kind of, they, they, they already seem to kind of be wiping the floor with her. So I, I'm intrigued to see where that can go. It's
1: about the ballroom circuit, right? It is, in yeah. 1880s. And Billy, yeah, Billy
0: but... Porter kind of plays the... Uh, MC of this particular ball.
1: Tens, tens, tens across the board. And yeah. he says that. Yes, uh, in, the, in the pilot. He he says that. Why um, are you gagging? She bringing to every ball? Hasn't said that yet. Have, you, have, have you watched Paris is Burning? Have I watched Paris is Burning? Have I Paris is burning? I'm so, you? First of all, Rex Harrison history lesson, I'm allowed to ask these questions because I don't know.
0: Uh, well, you, throw, okay. you throw curveballs fair, at me. Fair. I've, I've watched Paris is Burning many times. okay I, I find okay. it... To be so wonderful, mm-hmm. um, a, a wonderful chunk of gay, queer history yes. that was caught on film in a time when uh, very much this scene could have completely gone by completely unnoticed and really sheds light onto an extremely uh, j- just uh, uh, mind-opening part of so- sect of society that most people just would never have known existed. Absolutely. It, it's it, it's brilliant. I, I love that it, documentary. Yeah. I, I love so many aspects about it. And so I think that's another reason why I really enjoy Pose yeah. because it really brings some light onto that. I will, sorry, this is going, this is a tangent going back um, to theater. So I guess it's applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seeing Angels in America and not having read it or watched the HBO series and probably like almost a decade. It probably has been a decade since I really spent any of time in that show. It is so fucking powerful Uh to experience that as an older, I don't know if I would even say, well, more well-rounded, but just more experienced, more aware queer person and especially queer artist. But, um, I, it, it, God, we are not worthy of that play. Mm. It, it's 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 so so brilliant in all the ways. It's so scary how applicable it is to our current state in mm-hmm. so many different ways. Um, yeah, I I, I I think it's so easy for us now, especially because of the the society we live in where everything is so instant, instant gratification, instant, all of this to kind of gloss over something like AIDS, you know, you know, if it doesn't, we're very much in a world where if it doesn't affect you directly, a lot of times you, you kind of ignore it. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely guilty of that. And it was so powerful to be reminded of where another community that, Obviously, we're both very a part of because of our because of who we are from birth. You know, the queer community, just seeing that history enacted on stage and seeing what these people went through 30 years ago, 30 years ago, mm. you know, we, we missed uh, by just a, a fraction because of fate. Being a part of, I mean, a, a plague, like a real plague that, that hit America and specifically our people. And it was, it's, it's, I'm it's, I, I, understatement of the century, but Angels in America was extremely powerful to me to see it again as, as an older gay man.
1: Now, uh, that and the normal heart are two plays that both move me tremendously and frighten me to no end. Yes. I, I, I think sometimes, I always think, about a parallel universe where I was born in, say, like, 1970 mm-hmm. and, you know, came to New York at, like, mm-hmm. 17, 18 when, right as, like, the AIDS epidemic was, like, at, mm-hmm. at its peak and people still didn't truly know how it was contracted. Like, yep. would I have gotten it? Would I have mm-hmm. survived? What would I have done? Um, That's a
0: big part of Pose, too, which, you yeah. know, is, is a thing that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. You
1: know. Yeah. Like, you watch... Uh, if you do watch Paris is Burning, which... Please no, do if you have not Please do it. It's, I think it's still on Netflix. It has yeah, been it is. for years. Yes. Yeah. It's I mean it's on it's just in general from a technical standpoint is one of the greatest documentaries ever made. It is. Like as a filmmaker you would watch it and go this is how you make a documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's insightful, it's funny and sad. It's, yep. It it moves at the right pace. It's never it boring. Does. Um it's it, that as you're saying like that insight into that time and like that time capsule is it shows you how much we have progressed how much we have stayed the same mm-hmm. uh how mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm.
0: That, yeah that one's a crazy one yeah. yeah
1: i always say it's why i always have problems when people rewrite plays from a specific era um for uh, like the most one- recent one i can think of is when they redid Gigi mm. and like completely rewrote it because they were saying how um they wanted it to appeal to modern audiences to which i always say we can't move forward unless we know where we've been yeah uh and they Gigi is a piece, and I don't. I'm not going to go on a Gigi tangent, but it's a piece that was written by uh, Colette, you know, a very feminist woman at a time when feminism was very uh, uh, limited. I'm sorry. And, yeah, and it's and so Gigi is an important story of a woman who gets her happy ending on her own terms, the, in the few ways she can. Mm-hmm. But modern audiences look at that, they go, "Well, it's not like that now. So why should we right. know this?" It's like it, I feel the same way about Angels in America. It's like you. The gay community is not like this now, but we could absolutely be this way again if we forget how far we've come.
0: Right. We we really love to pretend that we do live in a vacuum, even though we uh, we definitely don't. Um, yeah. It, it was just. Yeah, I, I definitely have had those thoughts as well. Of if, if I was born in the in the seventies, if I, you know, all, all those scary thoughts. That this is kind of a really sad thing to bring up, but I. I, I remember one of the first things I, you know, I, I was raised super religious. I was raised in a, in, a, in a home that that only talked about being gay in a very negative way, in the way of, like, you will contract AIDS, you, all, all these kind of things. And so gay history was something I never really latched on to at an earlier age because it, I just didn't know. And, um, and so one of the first times I really heard firsthand from someone who lived through the AIDS epidemic in New York was a college, my my freshman college acting teacher, and someone was doing the scene from Angels in America, the um the Threshold of Revelation scene.
1: But, yeah, the, the prior harper one. scene. Yeah. We've Yeah. Been there, honey.
0: Yeah. Um and so yeah, it's a yeah, it's a very commonly, you know, acting school. I did scene I today. did it when I was sixteen and had no reason well, to do well, it. Right. Other than that I just wanted to. Right. But um and and so uh, the, the, the teacher really were, were asking the, these kids to, to try to delve into what it really meant, you know, the, these 18-year-olds to, to to try to understand what the AIDS epidemic, firsthand what it was like. And so she told this story about how she was here in New York in the 80s. And, you know, it, it, it obviously... Everyone was so afraid because it was so unknown. No one knew what was going on. And she said that within uh, like a matter of a year, she went from getting engaged and having her whole bridesmaid party being her gay best friends to getting married next year and having a brides... um, Like she had a bridal party of zero. Everyone passed away because of AIDS and HIV. And she would have to deal... Like she she had told... She had mentioned this to someone then later, even even in New York, uh, and and only like a year or two later, you know, that, that she had lost all these people or had been continually losing all these people, and someone said this phrase, and I don't think I'll ever really get the taste of it out of my mouth, but she said that this person looked at her and said... Um, well, you know, they just can't get rats low enough, low and gross enough to fuck each other, so that's why they can't find a, a cure for AIDS. Uh, the, the, you know, on, only gay people are, are that low and and, and and disgusting, and so it's, you know, it's really a, a completely devastating side of history uh, for our community, and um, yeah, I, I I really felt honored, uh, and like we're so lucky to have angels in america be what it is so that we can in a way never forget and hopefully move forward as society although questionable questionable in these current times yeah but But we
1: i the two things i will say in regards to us is know who your allies are Mm -hmm. um people are always going to not look at the world the exact same way that you do so if you want to have a conversation with someone who maybe is not 100 percent where you're at the most recent example i can think of is uh rupaul and his uh comments about having uh transgendered or uh transsexual contestants on the show yeah and the whole trans community was like ah i was like this is someone who has lived in a drag world for decades and is now all of a sudden starting to learn that there are other things. Yes. Give him a minute. Yeah. Because he is an ally. Just yes. Give him, but give him, yes. But give him a minute. Um, So know who your allies are. And then also, yeah, like never, honestly never forget because yeah. we can't, you have to kind of have that almost anger behind you yeah. to really fight for it.
0: Yeah, it, it, it was crazy the different amount of emotions that it stirred in me. Um, So if you have a chance to see it, if you are in this city, see it. If you are not, Pick it up, read it again. Read it. Um, if you've never read it, please pick it up, read it, and then watch the HBO miniseries, which I think has a lot of really great moments in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Meryl Streep is in it, so yeah. giving unknown actresses a chance. Um, exactly. <laughs> so brave. Uh, how, how brave of them. Yeah. So now that I've successfully taken us on a full blown AIDS tangent.
1: Um, <laughs> So what you were saying to me, John, is that we, should, <laughs> we should close out with falsettos.
0: Yeah, we could close out with the falsettos. Did we? Who did we close out with last time? Was it Katrina Lank?
1: No, last time was Taylor Louderman. It was Taylor um, Louderman. So, so I no, kind of in- feel like we should, because I was th- had, had that
0: thought on my way over. I thought that we should give her her yes, comeuppance.
1: So and in fact, I'm pretty sure you did say last time, because she's going to win. We'll yes. wait till after she wins yeah. to close out with her. So yeah, we'll absolutely close out with Katrina Link. Perfect. Um, Part, I, I found out through some internet talking that she was once in Spider Man. She, she was. That was she, her
0: Broadway debut.
1: Yeah, she was. She replaced the woman who played Arachne, which was yes. like the spider villain. Part of me wants to like find audio of that and use that to close this out because <gasps> it's like so classic Katrina like ethereal. Like but no, we'll do we'll do her classic. I saw Katrina
0: Lank years ago before she even made her Broadway debut in South Coast Rep's production of Cloudlands. And, of course you did. Um, and she was amazing. So oh. I've been a Katrina Lank fan for years. Well Way before you,
1: congrats, the collective you. You are. You've been on that train for years. Congrats. To I you. have. I have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well. Um, we, gosh, we covered a lot today. We, we had so did. So much to talk about. So much. Um, we talked about your birthday. We talked about the Tonys. Lady, yes. uh Mifredi. Gay people. Gays. Younger. The Good Place. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, too. Yeah, yeah that was like, was like five hours oh ago. It was like
0: five hours ago. Oh, my God. Um... Well, on that
1: note, on those notes, on those men, on those melodies, yes, yeah, so um, I want to thank everyone for uh, sticking through this one. Yeah, I feel please. like it's been a good one. Like it's 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 she's been long, but she's been a good ride. Yeah,
0: she's been long, but she like She, Michael, promises,
1: she promises to to please, like Michael Fassbender or Angels in America. She's long, but she gives a good ride.
0: Oh, please,
1: <laughs> please, I would love um, it. So yes, this is uh, Broadway Breakdown. I am Matt Koplick. and I am John Wascavage. and this is Christine
0: <laughs> what the hell? Say Katrina Lank? Katrina Lank, I'm going to join LinkedIn. <laughs> that was a joke I, I made it. the other day. Starting it. a website. LinkedIn. You'll get your, requ- your request. J- requ- <gasps> oh my God. That nitro cold brew just kicked in. And I'm um, so fucking jittery. And like, I can't is. even form words.
1: He's like Judy Garland right now. I am. Now the uppers the just
0: year. hit you guys. And I'm oh. always on a downer. <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: Katrina Lank Katrina Lank What Le- a terrible <laughs> Judy Garland I just That did. was really bad It was terrible Alright right. Take us away Katrina Please Bye Katrina Bye Bye, Bye. Mm-hmm.